Yeah, that's how we gonna get it started. Analog Jackson podcast. We going in today. Hey, we we in the studio wall to wall. We finna knock some out. Probably gonna wrap up season one for y'all today. Day after Valentine's Day, so you know a lot on people's mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, this uh this really ain't written. This just off the top because it's a lot of shit to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, first of all, I want to get into something kind of serious. Shit, I don't really touch on too much in this podcast, cause there's other podcasts for that, and I'm I'm a voice on other, you know, podcasts and networks. But you know, school shooting yesterday, and um, Parkland, Florida. First of all, um, you know, real prayers were prayed last night and this morning for everybody mourning and everybody you know um dealing with this tragedy um once again another school shooting i'm from the um a a child of you know matriculated in the 90s i remember columbine remember watching it on channel one shout out to everybody that watched channel one remember watching recaps at school in in class with your classmates about the Columbine shooting and hearing teachers and your parents talk about you know how uh, wow I can't believe something like this would happen Um, you know um, we need to make sure this never happens again you know this type of shit shouldn't go on and everything Um, and you know it, it wasn't the first of its kind but it was one of those things that when it occurred and everything you looked at it kind of like i could see how this would happen and i remember being in high school at that time i remember um you know at lunch we talked about who would be the kids that would shoot up the school you know what i'm saying like what kids would be the ones that would shoot up the school and in that particular you know instance um 15 people were killed you know and this is um 19 years ago 15 people were killed and you know the news did such a great job of you know profiling telling us who these were this was way before social media way before all that you know what i'm saying so you know you had these things that happened news crews had to get there we got it through print media and through you know the national news picking it up and everything 15 people get killed automatic weapons in that 1999 um you got a generation of politicians that were actually in power then who are some still in power now they did they did nothing about it you got a generation of politicians that are just now starting on their political journey that were affected by this Securities at school change, attitudes change. People started to be taken a little bit more seriously when their um, threats were, were were made and stuff like that on school campuses. This is two years before 9/11, so collective consciousness um, would, would would drastically change when Americans were killed in um, that situation. Columbine happened. Um, so then, you know, we go on through history. We have 
other you know mass shootings we have other you know incidents that occur then you have Sandy Hook so you you fast forward 13 years and you think you know with high school students being killed in 1999 um, you look at that and you think to yourself now there's a chance that you know everybody's scared but you've got a little more mind lit. you got a little bit more mind that you can get away and you can move and you can maneuver and you can you know that type of stuff but let's go back you know and remember that you know um what could have been done 19 years ago from a legislative standpoint and from a gun control call standpoint wasn't done so fast forward now to you know 2012 2012 you've got um again uh, a school shooting now this time the shooter is not of the age of the students this is the elementary school um 27 are killed at the school okay um 27 are killed at the school. He killed 28 total because he killed his mother before. 27 are killed at the school, at an elementary school. Um, and when this happens in 2012, you got politicians that have lived through, um, they've lived through what has happened in um, Columbine. They remember that. They've had 13 years to marinate them. They lived through 9-11. They lived through, you know, the Aurora uh, shooting, uh, I think, at this point. Um, you've seen a lot of shit. You've seen a lot of crazy shit. Babies. You know what I'm saying? Elementary school students. Kids that can't even really get themselves dressed. They can't prepare their own breakfast. Um, you know, they have to be walked from the bus to the classroom. You know, you know these are the innocent of the innocent murder and I remember seeing you know Barack Obama's response to it um, after and this is this is after the election you know this happens you know a month after the election so he knows now he is solidified for another four years and um, he, he was crying you know during his remarks and I remember you know really thinking we gotta get it right this time you know what I'm saying? We have to get it right. We have to make sure we change the laws. And we have to make sure we do something about this. And, and Barack Obama did introduce, you know, a, a, a piece of legislation um, where, you know, he required, you know, mental testing for, you know, gun ownership and things like that in some cases. Um, but you hoped after babies got killed, we got it right. And, you know, fast forward to 2000 you know 17 and Las Vegas mass shooting killed a bunch of adults um, and five years later we still hadn't got it right another mass killing guy from a military like strike position takes out you know 50 plus people mass carnage um, and you're hoping again that we're gonna do the right thing and then 
you know here we are valentine's day 2018 kids are killed you know i'm a a parent i've got you know two kids well all of my kids are in school but two are in um grade school one is in preschool um and you know i pray every day i pray before some mornings i pray with them but I pray every day that they're all right at school. And, I, you know, it's shit like this that, that makes you do that. But then, you know, you can't hang everything on prayer. I'm, I'm religious. No, I, I'm, I'm faithful. Let's put it that way. But you can't hang everything on prayer. So then you go back and you look. Columbine, it was the outside. The high school kids that were the outsider, 20 year old in Sandy, um, accomplished American, you know, businessman in Las Vegas, uh, troubled teen, expelled a year before, outsider, um, just completely disenfranchised in um, Florida. Let me let me break something down to you. For black males, when you're you know an outsider and you're left alone and you're 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 not the most popular you know you're a loner type you become susceptible to you know friends that may not be friends this is how gang culture was able to permeate you know black society fathers lift the household not being involved actively in their children's life you know boys looking for you know some type of you know understanding of their masculinity and who they are as a man what mom can't teach them and between sports and tv you know you start trying to find you know who you are and you gravitate toward other people other men other boys that look like you and you know that's how gang members become gang members looking for family looking for acceptance um and in in return you you pledge your loyalty and you know in that you know some things you know become some things you know in the past gangs were about protection of each other protection of the neighborhood when drugs were introduced to black community and then guns introduced now violence become involved and you know turf and and street power and money became you know the entity and greed became the thing so gangs got a bad rap they got a very bad rap when a lot of it was about camaraderie in the beginning um you know for white americans white males that's an option also um a lot of white males may not find gangs in the traditional sense they might find them when in prison some of them don't even find gangs uh, you know but they're not called it. some of them become emo kids punk rock kids which you know they do some of the same stuff gangs do just not as prevalent it's not as publicized but i think the most dangerous thing 
that you have is when that kid that completely retreats from society and just becomes a loner and that's the type of kid we're dealing with here and I don't know what makes a kid retreat I don't know if it's just being criticized being ridiculed being bullied um treatment at home lack of you know father figure um but it all boils back down to masculinity how much you feel like a man how less you feel like a man um you know what you're doing to try to make yourself feel like a man um understanding that transition from boyhood to manhood correctly understanding that you got to be um something different um and, and i think you know for white males especially with the sense of entitlement and the sense of privilege when you start looking at white men and you start looking around as a white man and I, i'm not a white man so i don't know this but i'm just saying in my opinion when you start looking around as a white man and you start feeling entitled to thinking this this privilege is is, is supposed to be giving me some type of benefit beyond what it is but you're looking at your circumstances and the circumstances of your parents and white isn't paying off for you it isn't paying off the way you want it to be paying off you see blacks and you see um you see hispanics and you see um you know people of different cultural backgrounds excelling and doing and and, and becoming and you see society around you changing and you just hold on to the fact that you're a white male you're supposed to be the archetypical figure in society you're supposed to be the dominant like Jeff Sessions says the other day Anglo-American you're supposed to be what society is based off of but when you see that privilege slipping and you see just society not really catering to you like you've been taught by those hateful uncles and, and, and fathers and brothers that you have, you start to lose grip on reality. You start to lose grip and faith in society. And I think what it really comes down to is um, once that happens, it hurts. And it hurts so bad that you strike out. But there's an elixir, there's, there's a gem, there's a carrot, I think there's a antidote to all of this for all men, black, white, red, yellow, from that corner of the earth to this corner of the earth, and it's pussy. I'll say it again, the antidote for hate, the antidote for truth, the antidote for happiness is pussy. And even, you know, to be politically correct, you know, and it's sad, you know, because every man isn't heterosexual, then it's whatever you like, it's ass, you know, like think about this. I've made a whole series of podcasts basically talking about um, the great times I've had, the trouble I've had, the 
confusion I've had, the overall exuberance, the complete joy that I've had in life as a result of pussy. Um, from children to travel to money spent, money lost, to arguments, to fights, to drug use, to alcohol use, to fucking destitute homelessness. But I'm able to sit here and talk about it and share it because I experienced something that was a calming factor in my life. Whenever a situation would be bad for me in college and it was a tough day, there was always some pussy at the end of the tunnel. Um, let's say I had a great accomplishment later in my high school years. There was pussy there. Um, you, you grow up, you're a young adult. You've missed somebody for so long. You've missed a woman for so long. When you finally see her, the reward is pussy. And for women, it's the same thing. It's dick. Finding it. Enjoying it. Loving it. You know, just being able to let yourself go away and, and, and let it take you away. is fucking wonderful. And I, I look at situations and I look at, you know, incidents that has occurred in Florida. And I wonder to myself, poor 19-year-old kid who goes and legally buys an automatic rifle. Why? You've got access to all types of pussy that if I had it when I was 19, I wouldn't see 36 as I am now. I can't imagine being able to live in a city or in a metropolitan area with Twitter, Facebook, Tinder, anything, and all this access to pussy. Growing up in the in the 90s, late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, you could only get the pussy that was in your vicinity. When you travel somewhere, you went on vacation, whether you were at a school conference, uh, an athletic event, um, college orientations, college visits, um, you could only find a pussy that was in your vicinity. Nobody was sending emails like that at that point. Nobody was sending instant messages. Mm, you know, you could talk to pussy that you might have met. When you was in Orlando for a summer, you could talk to pussy that you had fucked when you was in Atlanta or when you was in Memphis or when you took a trip to Miami. You could talk to that pussy as a teenager, but you were dependent on your parents, so you couldn't get to that pussy. You know what I'm saying? And it's when you left your parents' house. And you go to college. And this is why I am such an advocate for college. Yeah, you might not get what you get. But if you've grown up in a domestic household in a suburban America from a middle class family. And you've been raised right. You've been held back to a degree. When you got an opportunity to spread your wings and further your life as a student. That's going to help you further your life as an adult. By going somewhere for four years 
and getting an education do that because that education is at the core but it's everything else that occurs with that meeting friends for a lifetime um having experiences you know doing different things um making yourself open to other cultures other people other mindsets of thought you know what i'm saying i grew up african methodist you know what i'm saying grew up african methodist certain tenets and certain teachings you know when you get to college and you learn about different things and you see different things you know first time i personally got to see an asian kid that wasn't american asian he was actually from asia english was his second language was in college you know and this kid this guy comes to the united states he's happy to be here he's a great student but as a male he was in pursuit of something that i was in pursuit of and it wasn't a fucking education it was pussy because once you get some you understand if you can wrap your mind around it right that if i excel in life I can get much, much more of this every day if I want to. Multiple times a day if I want to. From multiple women. And you start tailoring your aggression toward other things. And you start channeling it through other venues. And you start channeling it through other methods. You see... I'm not saying start young, but what I'm saying is get you some to the point where you understand that God damn it, all of this shit can roll off my back because whatever you say about me, whatever you don't like about me, that's fine. But here's the beauty of this whole thing. When I leave here today, I can go and send a message. And in two messages, I'm going to know when and where. And then, after I eat a dinner and take a shower and change some clothes, I can go and spend about three or four hours with a woman who's going to be willing to let me do anything and everything to her that I fucking please. And then I'm going to get up and I'm going to come back home I'm going to reflect on that. And that seed that's in me that said I enjoyed it is going to be planted even more, rooted, and I'm going to return and redo that a thousand times over. And when you start that at an early age, you start to realize a lot of this shit that I worry about in life doesn't make sense. You know, a lot of this shit that I obsess on in life doesn't really bother me. So what I'm going to do as a man is I'm going to continue to live my life allow the things that can affect me to affect me but affect me in a way that I'm not gonna go out and hurt anybody else I don't have a desire to own AR-15s and and multiple handguns like that I do own a handgun but I don't have a desire to own automatic weapon and artillery for this exact reason 
I'm not that fearful of things. You see, I put my trust in God, but I put my trust in pussy above everything else. Because I understand that when something is held, when, when, let me say, when something is denied from a person, or they've never experienced something, they don't know the joy in that thing. But when you do enjoy something, you know you have something to look forward to. Whether you get some now, and it's three years from now, you have known the sweetest joy on the planet. The reason you're here. Don't ever fucking forget that whoever committed these crimes or any crime like it was brought here because of the one thing that I'm speaking about and I, and I find it hard to believe that as a 19 year old there are terrors in your life and there are things in your life you'll never experience because you didn't take a chance I would think it would be easier for a young man especially this day and age if you can buy that AR-15 just go buy some pussy and I hate to say it like that but drown your sorrows in pussy um it's fucking disgusting man it's fucking disgusting Fucking the